beginning of another week and the end of a month, Big J. Crazy, man. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 30th day of August. Today is a Monday. It is the X-Rocks. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. Big J, how was the weekend? Real good, man. Real good. Don't lie to me. That was good. What made it really good? Uh, doing absolutely nothing. Nice, man. Nice. We got a little further on the uh, Austin Martin. I was just going to ask about a Lego update. So uh, we uh, we got the doors. Oh, I mean, it's such an intricate process, man. I mean, I spent 15 minutes trying to figure out how to put some parts together because I'd put them together wrong. They weren't fitting right. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> they have an extractor tool. Oh, I didn't know about that. See, that sounds like it would be amazing. I don't think I've ever dealt with one of those, and I would always complain about how difficult it was to get out some parts if you put it oh, yeah. backwards I or will, the wrong way. Or I will, uh, I'll send you a picture. I'll post a picture of it. Uh, it's an extractor tool that you use that is multi, multi-uses multi and multi-ways to get things. Is it effective? Yeah. Good. Good. And you need it. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. Well, uh, that's good. We will kick off a Monday. I'm dragging ass today uh, because I was up to it's 1 Monday. o'clock. 1 o'clock in the morning last night. Guess what? I'm drinking ass too. Because uh, I, you know, I'm getting ready. To, I like, dude. If you looked at my calendar this week, it would make you cry. I have like five things to do every single day this week. It's nutsy cuckoos. I get ready to move. Um, and so uh, I started like, you know, because I finally once I took the boys home last night, I, I, I was I was able to start breaking things down because you know I can't pack everything when boys are coming over and so uh i I just started getting into like mode and once i get motivated it's difficult for me to stop and so i finally did around 11 o'clock last night like it's like listen i have to go to bed this has to happen but then like i had like packing adrenaline which i don't know what that is but it sucked because like i lay down in bed and i was just i wasn't tired i was just like because i'd been moving you know nonstop for hours and i was just like ugh, and i couldn't wind down and i finally like crashed out of like one it sucks and I've got so much crap to do today, I can't do it today. But uh, we will power through, Big J. Sounds like personal problems, bro. Uh, no, they totally are. They totally are. Listen, that's all my life is, is personal problems. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I can, I'll do what I can. I was, uh, I, uh, I got up, went to bed at like 9.45. Oh. That's my, uh, that's my, listen, if I don't get to bed then, it's, it's all downhill. But I woke up a half hour later and I had to go to the bathroom and I was having some PTSD. About going to the bathroom? Yeah. From, remember, a few weeks ago? Um, remind remember me. Remember when I had food poisoning? Oh, you had to go to that kind of bathroom. So, Well, I was just, it was an immediate thing. There was like a fire in my belly. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And the next thing you know, uh, I was, uh, I was, you know, I had a hard time going to sleep. I was fine, but it was just like, oh my God. I oh, you're wondering, go if, you're wondering if, what did you have to eat? Did it make you worry? No, not at all. Okay. So you, well, you thought it was food poisoning for a second, I'm right? I'm just mentally a pansy ass <laughs> at this point. Everything freaks me out. Well, uh, that's all right. Welcome to the club. Thank you. Uh, so we will get started on your Monday today. We got a bearded badass on the agenda. We also have a chance for you to check out Sublime with Rome. That show is tonight at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. So there will be fun to be had during the course of the next several hours. And we play music. Let's kick things off with the Smashing Pumpkins here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. 
Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You, you, you deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, we have topped lists of most desired places to live. And it is time we topped another list. According to Florida Atlantic University and Florida International University, they looked at the nation's most overvalued homes. And our good city of Boise, Idaho, has topped that list with the most overpriced homes in the nation. And Big J, it's not even close. It's ridiculous, right? It's not even close. Like, according to this survey, our homes are selling for about 80% premium based on the history of past pricing, which means your house is probably getting about 80% more than it's worth right now. And there's a lot of people that are trying to backtrack due to this particular survey that's out, but I'm guessing that's about right. Like, that's about how high our, our housing market is right now. Well, think how much your house is worth now. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I, I mean, mean, I know my house is not worth don't, what Don't it's. pretend like it's really worth that. Right. Come right. on, people. And it's the same, you know, it's the, the houses that have been around since the 60s, you know, that you paid, you know, $40,000 for when they're built that are now going for $500,000. It's that kind of stuff. Right. If it's in the North End, twice that. Yeah, that, that makes it insane. And here's what's really crazy is that we're at an 80% premium. And then the number two market on this particular survey is also incredibly overpriced. But that's Austin, Texas. And it's only at a 50% premium. So we're 30% ahead of second place in the country, which is crazy. Now, here's where I say, and maybe it's not the survey that's flawed, but they started talking about people. And they said that, you know, one of the reasons that this is so high here in Boise is the... uh, is the stay at home from or work from home kind of marketplace has driven up the prices. Well, I don't think that's accurate because the prices for the Boise home real estate market have been going crazy long before that was popular. Yeah, it was it was trending up before the Correct. pandemic. While it may have been a thing and that could be a reason why it continues or lingers or all that kind of stuff, I, I, I wouldn't have a hard time saying that's one of the reasons why our homes are so overvalued. I just believe that, you know, when people see a kind of a a chime to take place or a marketplace to move into they pounce and that's what's happening here in Boise so uh, we are uh, again if you're a homeowner I don't think I'm telling you anything you don't already know about how overvalued things are but uh, there is a pretty uh, the good news is we're not alone they looked at 100 cities in the study and 95 of those cities had some sort of pretty significant overvaluing in marketplaces right now which means real estate everywhere is nutsy cuckoo just not as nutsy cuckoo as it is here. Pretty crazy. Hey, Michigan won the Little League World Series yesterday in South Williamsport, Pennsylvania, defeating Ohio 5-2 in the title game. Congratulations to them. The NFL's preseason wrapped up yesterday. And I guess for most teams, all things are a go, with the exception of the Baltimore Ravens. They lost running back J.K. Dobbins. He is a torn ACL. He is done for the year, coming off a rookie season where they expected some pretty big things for him Uh, It looked like a pretty routine tackle in the first quarter, but just bent him the wrong way, and that's it. He didn't really start until the second half of the season for the Ravens, but ran for 805 yards and nine touchdowns as a rookie last season, so the Ravens are going to have to do some real digging deep and to figure out what they're going to do with the running game. A lot of people think they're going to try to get somebody off the street. You know, Le'Veon Bell's still out there. Todd Gurley's still out there. So there's some big names that are available to fill that hole for the Ravens if they want. But, you know, Gus Edwards wasn't bad for them last year either. So we'll see what they end up doing. 
but J.K. Dobbins, which is here's the reason why we don't draft until um, the the final week of the season. Yeah, lots of people took him in like their first and second round this year, and he didn't even get to take a snap in the regular season. So uh, hopefully, why that's they always in such a hurry? I did a draft last night, by the way. Uh, for well, on per, like a practice draft? No, for no, a, with uh, with the league. Oh, you joined another league? Yeah. Uh, is it anybody you know or just yeah, for fun? Uh, Dan Woods? Oh, nice, very nice. Dan. How did you do? I felt like it was pretty good. Oh, okay. I got, well, I got Christian McCaffrey. Okay. And what was your, where, where was your pick? Was number two. Oh, okay. You took McCaffrey number two overall? Yeah. Uh, how many teams in the league? Twelve. Okay. Nice. Nice. And then Aaron Rodgers in the second round? Uh, you no, know, I think Later? it was even further down. I yeah. suppose, yeah. Quarterbacks are undervalued. What else did you get? Uh, A.J. Brown. Okay. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Okay. I mean, I feel like I got a pretty good team. All right. We'll see. So. We will see how you do. Watch out, Big J. You didn't take J.K. Dobbins, did you? No. Did that happen after that? You that said it was happened last after. That yeah. happened earlier in the Thank day. Goodness. Hey, Nikki Six of Motley Crue and, uh, of course, 6AM fame have announced they're going to release a Greatest Hits album on October 22nd. Uh, three days before the album comes out, Nikki Six will also release a new memoir called The First 21, How I Became Nikki Six. Of course, he is globally recognized with people with the recovery and has been passionately vocal about the social effects of the opioid crisis in the USA and worldwide. Apparently, the book is going to focus pretty big on that and his struggles with opioids early on in his life. Of course, he's also a best-selling author from the Heroin Diaries, too, not too many years ago. And so now they're going to kind of piggyback on that, release a couple of new mixes of some of their songs as well as their greatest hits, and that's going to come out on October 22nd. So get ready, 6 a.m. fans. It's going to be a big month for you. Presented by The Beardsmith on the morning after with Nick and Big J. This week's Bearder Badass is truly a special edition. Celebrating this man's achievements nearly a year after having lost him to colon cancer on August 28th of 2020, we lost Chadwick Boseman. Along before he stepped into the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Chala, Black Panther, Chadwick was making a name for himself on his terms. He had cut his teeth in acting through the stage and the National Shakespeare Company of New York, where he not only starred in numerous plays, but also wrote and directed. Not long after that, he was cast in the daytime TV drama All My Children. However, that role didn't last long, and this is where Chadwick began to live out his principles, confronting the writers about the character's black stereotypes. He was fired, replaced by future co-star Black Panther and very close friend Michael B. Jordan. In 2013, he would land a role that would lead him to play multiple legendary African-American leaders with 42, the role of Jackie Robinson. Soon thereafter, he was playing James Brown in Get On Up and Thurgood Marshall in Marshall, a movie he co-produced. Then in 2016, he landed the role of Chala. Black Panther. The role earned Bozeman a spot in the 2018 Time 100 as one of the world's most influential people, with Sean Combs writing his entry, quote, it has seen as a landmark and being the first mega-budget movie movie to have a predominantly uh, predominantly black cast and director, as well as the first superhero film to be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Picture. Outside of his uh, performing, Bozeman supported various charities. He worked with cancer charities, including St. Jude's Hospital, continuing to support those battling disease up until his own death from it. In a message to a producer days before he died, Bozeman inquired about sending gifts to childhood cancer patients. He donated $10,000 to the Boys and Girls Club of Harlem to provide free tickets for children who wanted to see Black Panther. He uh, did this to support and promote the uh, Black Panther Challenge, started by a New Yorker to raise money for similar children across the country. In response, 
Disney donated $1 million to the Boys and Girls Club to advance its STEM programs. And Bozeman advocated for children's charities with the Jackie Robinson Foundation, noting after his death that he helped with their youth outreach. And when Disney planned to donate $400 million to charitable causes, Bozeman encouraged the move. In April of 2020, he donated $4.2 million in personal protective equipment to hospitals fighting COVID-19 pandemic in black communities, uh, starting his own Operation 42 challenge to encourage others to donate PPE as well. Bozeman was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer in 2016, which eventually progressed to stage 4 before 2020. He never spoke publicly about his cancer diagnosis, and according to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, only a handful of non-family members knew that Bozeman was even sick, with varying degrees of knowledge uh, about the severity of his condition. He was posthumously nominated for an Oscar in a lead role for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and he also got to portray Chala one last time in Marvel's What If?, uh, Chadwick Boseman, rest in power. Truly a bearded badass. Yeah, hard to believe it's been a full-on year. I saw that over the weekend. I was like, God, man, it seems like it was yesterday that we lost him. But if you do like Jones for that or want to see what it's like, I do encourage you to check out that What If episode. Not only is it uh, probably, well, listen, it's not even close. It's the best of the bunch so far as far as episodes go. But it's also so cool to just hear his voice again and the character that he created, Chala, to see what ends up happening, what they do with it, and what's going on with all the stuff in Black Panther 2. So it is interesting to see how they're going to move on from that. But it is also nice to kind of see him in that role again, at least in a cartoon form. At yeah. least it's his voice. So, uh, and that's like the last thing he did before he passed, unfortunately, was that particular recording. And so apparently they're using some of his ideas and takes and stuff that he did from that What If episode to kind of, I guess, pattern things in Black Panther 2. So legacy lives on, man. That's all we can hope for all of us. And he certainly did some good things while he was here, which also is a credit to the man himself. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your bearded badass. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. You know when you go to the store and something is $3.99 as opposed to $4? It's that way because people think we're dumb. You know what I mean? Oh, we are. They think we're much more likely to buy something that's three ninety nine than something that's four dollars. Four dollars—that's crazy. Three ninety nine. All right, now you're talking. But it turns out that it is they who are dumb, Big J. According to Ohio State University, anyway, researchers found that this just below pricing makes consumers less likely to upgrade to a more expensive version of the product or service, like a, a bigger size or a higher end trim on a car. Like, you know how vehicles are usually like $399.99 or $39,999. Yeah. But according to the lead study author, this is because the just below price makes a product seem like a good bargain, but it also makes the leap to the premium products seem way too expensive to us. So we're not willing to upgrade. So they end up screwing themselves on an upgrade package or two. Research has shown that going across the state boundary makes the destination seem farther away. That's also true. And it's crossing the threshold that makes a difference. So the round number is like the state boundary, magnifying the perception of a difference in price. So it's good because it does help us buy stuff sometimes, but it prevents us from doing upgrades or buying something that would be considered more expensive than that. 
it's weird how our mind plays tricks on us like that, you know? It really does. But it is true. Like, you know, it is strange to think about, like, sometimes crossing a state line seems so far away. Like, you know, somebody says, I'm going to Ontario. You're like, oh, man, you're going to Oregon? And I go, hang on a second. That's like 20 minutes away. Ain't that bad. You're right. The New York Mets second baseman Javier Baez said Sunday that he and other Mets players have been making a thumbs-down gesture to fans after big hits at their home stadium at City Field because, well, the fans have been booing them on um, what was a tough month for the the team. Baez hit a 444-foot home run yesterday in the Mets' 9-4 win over the Nationals, and then he gave the thumbs-down gesture as he went around the bases, and he was like, hey, what's that all about? And they're like, listen, man, fans aren't very nice to us when we aren't doing very well, so why should we be nice to them when we are? And that has caught the ire of Mets president Sandy Anderson, who quickly blasted Baez and other Mets players. He's not the only one doing it. And he said that these comments and gestures by him or other players with a similar intent are totally unacceptable and will not be tolerated. So, Big J, whose side are you on? Oh, man, I love it. Javier Baez or the Mets side? Yeah, boo the fans. Richie Rich. <laughs> uh, you like it? Wait, do you like the, do you like the fact that he's actually doing it? I, I like he... the fact that they're trying to, you know, find some <laughs> reprisal against fans booing them by, by doing the thumbs down. I'm not sure what effect that has. but uh, probably Yeah, probably not much. Uh, so, uh, But I don't blame him, I guess. I, I get it. I understand it. Uh, fans, listen, if there's one thing that, that sports has taught us is that fans are pretty intolerable most of the time. And our fair weather as the day is long and will turn on you on in a second. And so I don't blame them for just like getting sick of the BS and all that kind of stuff. Plus, baseball is a long season, but uh, I'm guessing that it won't be long for this world or he won't be long for the Mets anyway. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not surprised that the team isn't putting up with that kind of stuff. You should look up at the at the uh, owner's box and do the thumbs down. There you go. Now, now, now talking. we're talking. Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins is going to miss the year. He has a torn ACL, and that's going to do it for his second season. Ravens were hoping for some big things out of the second-year player that ran for 805 yards and nine touchdowns as a rookie last season. Really came on towards the tail end of things. But uh, a tackle against the uh, Redskins in the first quarter has ended his season, unfortunately. Box office numbers, Candyman was the number one movie of the weekend. It did better than expected, $22.4 million at the box office. And, of course, it also was the uh, final part of August's fourth opener, best opener ever. Uh, it's all it's weird it's because um, horror movies tend to run to p- pick up the, the slack in August. Final Destination, Don't Breathe, and Halloween, Halloween were all uh, up there before Candyman came in. Uh, Free Guy featuring Ryan Reynolds captured $12.9 million in its third week out, and Paw Patrol was the number three movie of the weekend, bringing in $6 million. So a pretty good box office weekend, uh, despite the rise in COVID numbers. And, of course, there was a hurricane that hit New Orleans, too. So they were expecting low things, but got better than expected numbers. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Good old-fashioned unsolved mystery for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. And not really an unsolved mystery. As much as they know who did it, they just can't find the guy. He's still on the loose, as it were. We got a man on the run, Big J, after a situation that took place near Atlanta. Georgia, to be specific, as 23-year-old Kijan Griffin was on the run from the police when he decided, you know what? There is a van that is running 
right outside this building, I'm going to jump in and try to get away from police. And so that's what he did. He basically jumped into a running vehicle and took off. Now, he didn't know this, I'm sure, but the van was parked outside of a crematorium, Big J. And so he had stolen, essentially, a hearse. And uh, if you aren't familiar with what hearses do, usually they aid in the transport of bodies from one location to another. And not always, but sometimes in the back of a hearse, whether it's running or not, there will be a dead body. And that Generally, is yeah. what happened when Kajan stole this vehicle. There was a dead body inside of the van that he took. And, of course, the door was open as the people were transporting some stuff. And he was driving around and the dead body, Big J, slid out of the back door and tumbled onto the street. Classic. Officers continued to pursue him until he struck multiple vehicles and blew a tire, at which point he got out on foot, ran into the woods, and that's where police lost him. Lost in the woods, Big J. He remains at large, so they're still looking for him. Uh, the body is not in great condition, not going to lie to you. Don't know who that is yet. I'm sure the family's probably thrilled about that. Um, but uh, I guess... The lesson here is if you, you know, don't leave your car running. <laughs> yes. Especially if there's a dead person inside of you. You never know what's going to happen. And you probably don't want to be on the receiving end of your vehicle getting stolen because you left it running and there's a body in the back. Next thing you know, it's in the middle of the street. Uh, the owner of the funeral home whose van was taken and, of course, damaged says that, you know, was very upset. He said, look, it's not even the dead people can rest in peace anymore. Jesus. What's yep. happening in this town? Or you look at it this way. One last adventure. One more brouhaha before your eternal resting place. Yes, I like that attitude. Reminds me of Coffin Flop from I Think You Should Leave. But either way, it wasn't a good uh, look for the funeral home. Probably not a great result for the body that was flown from the moving vehicle and all sorts of stuff. I guess if there is a, you know, silver lining, it's that the body that flew out of the back of the van was already dead. So whatever kind of damage it sustained wasn't really going to make much of a difference. Although, again, I'm sure it didn't make the family much happy. They'll find him eventually. They did secure the dead body, so uh, everything is back to normal, question mark, but they're still looking for the gentleman that stole the van outside the crematorium. Watch out. You never know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the x rock. <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers, Danny California here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. And keep in mind that sometimes it's a good idea to know where some surveys come from. For instance, there's a new one out courtesy of Bush's Baked Beans, Big J. You're familiar mm, with the product, right? Delicious. That tells you that 72% of Americans have real fond memories of grilling with the family. Now, that probably shouldn't be that much of a surprise, but also, you know, it's not like if the, if it came out that, like, a bunch of people hate grilling, Bush's Baked Beans is going to talk about it, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, uh, I hate beans. <laughs> right, that's not the kind of content that they're going to provide you with, but it did, it got me thinking uh, about the fact that I am one of the 28% that does not have any real memories of, like, honest-to-goodness huge or eventful family barbecues with my family. 
And I believe that that's a, a product of a couple of things. Number one, um, you know, uh, we didn't have the usual family dynamic, so that that messed things up a bit. Number two, growing up in Wisconsin, there's like two good months where you can grill, and that's about it. But number three, I think growing up Italian, there, grilling wasn't a huge thing in my family. You know what I mean? We had huge family gatherings, huge family dinners. And eating was a big part of that, but it never was involving grilling. Do you know what I mean? Well, you were Italian, That's right? what I mean. Not was, a lot of grilling going on. It was always home-cooked, gigantic family dinners that we had that had a bunch of food and a bunch of delicious homemade things, but not a lot of it happened on the grill. So barbecues, while I enjoy doing them, and hopefully my children have you know good memories of barbecues and some stuff that we've done outside and grilling out, that was not something that was part of my childhood. Did it was it a big thing in your childhood growing up? Um, yeah, I mean, my dad when he was home would, would grill quite often. Yeah. Uh, do you remember having like family barbecues and things like that? A bunch mm -hmm. of people over to the Big J house. Yeah. And enjoying it. Yeah. See, that was the other thing that we had. I mean, we always had family gatherings, but again, it wasn't like grill outs or cookouts or anything like that. It was just like get-togethers and parties and that kind of thing. And so I don't feel like I had a lack of family surroundings or gatherings. I just feel like that was never something that was big. Like, I cannot remember my dad ever grilling anything. I can't. I can remember Coke parties, but I can't remember <laughs> grill-outs. Jeez. And so... Rip uh, that off like a band-aid. That's one of those things where it, it, it could be that... Maybe that's why grilling is something that I enjoy so much, because it was something that we didn't do a whole hell of a lot growing up. But either way, uh, if you have those fond memories, this is why grilling out is a very good thing and why you probably continue to enjoy that, which is probably why it's a, a big passion of yours. I imagine you, you equate those things with good memories, right? No, not really. I never no? really considered it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I do this because of the memories. No, no, no. I don't think that's the reason why. I'm just saying it's not like you have some sort of horrible traumatic experience. Yeah, I do. Uh, and so, therefore, I, I do it in spite of those things. Oh, good. You want to share your traumatic grilling experience? Yeah, no, not necessarily. Exactly. Uh, it's one of those deals where it's very easy. It's obviously quick. It's uh, good to do. And it's not that difficult to screw up. It's not like smoking meat, Big J, which is fairly easy to make a mistake with. Yeah. Uh, you can grill out. Pretty much anybody can do it. And that's why it's a pretty big hit. And uh, Big J, I don't think you'll be surprised to know that uh, the survey recommends that you grill Bush's baked beans with every grilling app. Are you shocked? No. Good. Uh, it continues to be an ideal social gathering idea for the tail end of summer 2021, 2021, of course, because we're still in the midst of this mess called COVID-19. So being outside and grilling out also a good way to, you know, be outside instead of inside and surrounded by a bunch of people that you don't know what the hell they're doing. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your grilling update coming up in a few minutes. We got your important stuff plus your pop culture smackdown. <laughs> The important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. If you struggle to find motivation to work out, you are not by yourself. The CDC estimates about 60% of Americans don't hit their recommended activity level regularly. And then there's 25% of adult Americans that admit, you know what, I exercise zero minutes per week. So if you want to increase the chances of sticking to a workout, you could try setting a consistent time to work out. 
as a study released last year found that doing that is way more likely to make a workout happen than pretty much anything. As long as you say to yourself, listen, I'm going to do this workout at this time, that helps you make it happen. And if you want to know what time is best for you to do that, well, turns out those people that get up and work out before work have got to figure it out. Morning workouts in particular were found to enhance weight loss among participants that have obesity issues. It's believed that two things that factor into morning workouts help out. Number one, easier to plan your workout and stick to your time as you're less likely to have, say, like a work interruption. So when you're doing stuff before work, you're way less likely to get interrupted with work bleep than, let's say, 4 o'clock in the afternoon or even 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And then number two, workout morning workouts potentially increased the likelihood that you're not going to snack. Basically, you know what? You're not going to, you know, stop down for something because you're hungry because, you know, it's early in the morning. And it also starts your day with an all-natural energy boost. So that's when you're supposed to work out, everybody, in the mornings, if you can make that happen. If at all possible, that apparently is the best time to make it happen. And then set a schedule, and you'll be in good shape before you know it, Big J. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. I can't do a workout morning in the morning. Sure you can. Oh, no. You, I'd have to get up so damn early. Well, listen, that doesn't mean you, that's that, that, that's what everybody who wants to work out in the morning says. But but then also, here's the thing is that the rest of the household would also be awake. Well, so. yeah, but I mean, you know, you don't have sure. to work out at home. There are places that you can oh. go to work out that you wouldn't, you know, interrupt people that are sleeping currently in your house. I mean, you know. Plus, don't you have like a treadmill in your office? Yeah, but it makes oh, it makes a lot of noise. It does. It's right next to my kid's room. Well, so, I mean, they it's knew, not in the cards. They knew the risks. No, they didn't. Baltimore Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins is done for the year. He has a torn ACL and is expected to miss the upcoming NFL season. Was revealed yesterday. He left the preseason finale against the Washington Football Team midway through the first quarter after getting injured when he was tackled. He ran for 805 yards and nine touchdowns as a rookie last season. So. The Ravens are going to have to figure out what they're going to do with their running game. Sad news yesterday as legendary actor and activist Ed Asner passed away Sunday morning, surrounded by his family. He was 91 years old. Former president of the Screen Actors Guild, best known probably for his role as Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore show. Of course, he had his own show spinoff called Lou Grant as well. Asner was the most awarded male performer in Emmy history. He has seven Emmy awards. He also starred in Elf alongside Will Ferrell, and he was fantastic in Up, where he voiced the lead Carl Fredrickson, which my son and I watched yesterday after finding out that Ed Asner passed away. We decided to do a Up rewatch, and the movie still holds up. It's It's such a stupid good movie. It's not even funny, and Ed Asner is fantastic in it. Uh, He, as a matter of fact, uh, had just recorded some more additional dialogue for the character of Carl Fredrickson for a couple of new shorts that Disney Plus is going to be putting out, so you'll be able to hear his voice in the future. Which now all of a sudden has me starting to think about uh, Disney voiceover curses, Big J. The last oh, yeah, thing Ed yeah. Asner recorded was that. The last thing Chadwick Bosman recorded was his What If episode. So watch out if you're employed by Disney and they got you recording something. That's all I'm trying to say. Here's traffic. Not a worry for you or I. As we have work to do in Pop Culture Smackdown, that's coming up in a few minutes. But first, TDS Fiber Traffic Center. It is brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. Let's see what's going on with CB. Eastbound 94 is sluggish from Meridian Road, exit 44 to the Cloverdale. Down. 
on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And uh, tonight out at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater, you've got Sublime with Rome and Dirty Heads. We'll get you those tickets. You just need to come pick them up here today before 4 o'clock. And you got to beat me, Pop Culture Smackdown. So a nice concert on the docket for tonight. If you would like to play, now would be the time to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. That's always our phone number. Right now, it is for Pop Culture Smackdown and the right to defeat Big J in the process and check out a show tonight on us. Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Adam. All right, Adam, you're up first. Adam, happy birthday to Cameron Diaz. She is 49 years old today, and she starred in the big screen version of what can't be a television series from the 70s. Uh, no idea. Wrong. Uh, young Adam. Hello, the ex. I'm Oh, no, 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 not today. Not today. <laughs> Hello, the ex. Hey, uh, Cameron Diaz's birthday today. What, uh, she starred in the big screen version of what campy television series from the 70s? Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Right. Is correct. Big J, in that movie, Charlie's Angels, what was Cameron Diaz's character's name? Just in her first name. Uh, oh, boy. I'm going to go with uh, Mary. Wrong. No, that was her name, and there's something know, about Mary. I know, I know, I uh, know. If I gave you choices, I wonder if you would have got it. Okay, uh, give me choices. Dylan, Alex, or Natalie. That's the three Charlie's Angels in the Dylan? movie. Nope. Wrong. Natalie? Yeah. Right. Yep, yep. Choices or not, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, congratulations to you, sir. You have got yourself some tickets to go check out Sublime pull, sir. with Rome. And you are good to go. Well, you saw both movies, right? I did, but that was a long time ago. Well, it wasn't that long ago. When did Charlie's Angels, the first one, come out? I would say probably at 2001, maybe. It's and 20 then years ago, bro. Sequels, 2004. Two decades. Yeah, but you remember all sorts of stuff from that long ago. As you evidence to me every single day. And I thought maybe you would remember it, because I know you did like it. It was a good movie, right? Yeah. Did you like Full Throttle as well? Not as much, no. No, because no Bill Murray, right? Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. (laughs) Oh, God. We got ourselves a little bit of headlines action happening next on the (laughs) X-Rocks. Headlines are brought to you by IBEW. Are you an Idaho or Oregon State licensed journeyman electrician? IBEW has immediate openings for Idaho and Oregon State licensed electrician. Check out IBEW291.org slash compare for wage and benefit information or call 208-343-4861 for more information. Headlines are as follows. Bad driving. Keep it real. And pretty sad, man. Keep it real. The things that people will start petitions for are pretty astounding, but there has been a public campaign that's been started because they want to add a penis to the dragon that's on the Welsh flag, Big J. More than 3,000 people have already signed an official Welsh government petition to add a new permanent fixture to the red dragon that appears on the flag that flies on Welsh public buildings. Now, the reason why this is such a big deal is because... They wanted to match their money, Big J. And apparently, uh, the money that the Welsh spend has had that same red dragon, but it very clearly has dragon junk on it. 
And so they're like, well, why don't we just make this uniform? I mean, are we so ashamed by our own money that we don't want it to reflect like what we do? And under Welsh rules, any any petition that gets more than 50 backers has to be discussed by the official petitions committee. And they've got 3,000 people that are on board. So, boom. And they're going to talk about it, apparently. They want the Welsh dragon, quote, standing proud. So that they can portray dominance and leadership to other nations. Jeez, man. So that's that's what the people over there are arguing about in the Welsh government. So at least there's that. That must be a luxury, right? I guess. To yeah. be able to argue over something like that? That being said, I mean, if can you imagine if we had a rule where you had to make an actual argument about something if more than 50 people have signed a piece of paper? What trivial and ridiculous dumb things we would be arguing about on a daily basis in our government that's already arguing over trivial and stupid things as opposed to the important stuff i don't know seems like a uh, but i guess uh, yeah it would be a luxury it'd be nice but i don't think we'd have any arguments about uh dragon junk around here to be perfectly honest bad driving or pretty sad man pretty sad this is one way to switch up your dating strategy. 29-year-old Colin O'Brien has created his own website because he was tired of the dating apps. He created DateColinOBrien.com about a week ago and then uh, a, uh, on a Facebook group called Date Ideas and Things to Do in St. Louis. His post has already over a 1,000 comments. O'Brien says the site has his bio stats and some pictures that include things like his weight, his tax bracket, and other things that usually other people won't post on a dating website. He even has testimonials from failed romantic flings as well as a merchandise section. He says the goal of his website was to be authentic and now he's opened up a world of online dating to him that wasn't there before, so it worked out for him. Damn. I guess. I mean, it only works out if it actually leads to a relationship, right? You would think, yeah. But I don't know if uh, creating your website is the way to go, but this is certainly not the first time this has happened. Just happy he's got success, I suppose. Wonder how that phone call went with your failed romantic flings to write a testimonial for you. Oof. Right? Can you imagine? <laughs> Contacting your exes and going, Hey, you got any nice things to say about me that I could put on a dating website? No. No, I don't want to have that conversation. That doesn't seem comfortable at all. How about bad driving? A Tesla driver in Orlando is wishing he hadn't put his trust in the vehicle's autopilot mode because he slammed right into the back of a highway patrol cruiser. Police say the trooper had pulled over to assist a disabled vehicle around 5 o'clock in the morning. Moments later, his cruiser was struck by the Tesla, who also hit the disabled car. The 27-year-old Tesla driver and the driver of the disabled car suffered minor injuries. The Tesla driver said his vehicle was in autopilot mode. It's unclear what the driver was doing while it was in autopilot. But this is not the first time this has happened. Many documented cases of drivers sleeping while the car was operating in Teslas, which they, of course, they do not recommend that you do. And it being so early in the morning, that could be something that had happened. But I don't even know how the autopilot version works in Teslas. Do you? Well, no, I've never spent any time in a Tesla. But I mean, I don't know. That, that doesn't mean that you haven't messed around with it. You certainly more into that kind of stuff with techs and cars and stuff than I am. I don't know if it, it just you plug and play or you're still responsible for like gas and brake and it just steers for you or vice versa. But either way, it didn't work or whatever autopilot setting he had it on wasn't, you know, do not hit cars on the side of the road autopilot because that's where it backfired on. Him. Yikes. Hopefully everybody's going to be OK. 
Uh, again, you know, things are a lot better when it's completely taken out of our hands. This halfway in, halfway out doesn't seem to be the answer either. Do you know what I mean? Right. We're not very good when we're totally in control. Uh, when we're halfway in control, there's still issues that happen. But take it out of our hands and things seem to run pretty smoothly. With the exception of one accident, which got everybody all upset. <laughs> Can you imagine if we got that upset over a single accidents that we had? It would be a whole different world. Either way. Uh, who knows what's going to be the end game with that? But I do know that autopilot right now isn't working for that guy. Down. In just over two months, that band will be returning to the Treasure Valley along with Rival Sons and Dorothy at the Rev Center. Tickets on sale now for that show, November the 4th. It's going to be amazing to see Hellstorm back in our backyard. That is their new one, Back from the Dead, here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. And as Dylan's saying, Big J, times they are a changing. Yes. Yeah, and you know, uh, for a long time, MTV was a lot of fun. We loved it because they played music videos. Mm -hmm. And then uh, pretty soon, the real world appeared, and the next thing you know, it was all just uh, TV shows. Well, they're always TV shows, but you mean reality shows. Yeah, well, I mean just reality shows, and even still, there there wasn't that many TV shows. But they were all music-orientated, you know what I'm saying? No. Well, I don't know what shows you're talking about. What shows are you talking about that are music-oriented? Well, like MTV Raps and well, oh, but those yeah, those played, ball. yeah, but those were video shows. Yes, they just had hosts and VJs that curated them. But you're talking yes. about I'm talking about like scripted shows, TV show wise. Yeah, they didn't do a whole lot of that, but they did a lot of reality stuff on MTV. Yeah, it just it, changed the formula. And so once that started, it's like ah, I can't, I can't watch this anymore. Now MTV is still a very popular thing, but it's not because of music videos. And uh, the Food Network, Nick, is uh, starting to uh, make some changes. Uh, they've got uh, Money, uh, let's see, Money Hungry, which is now a game show. They have so, lots of game shows, though. Yeah, but this is more a game show, game show. You know, whereas some of the other shows, they're guys' grocery games and things like that. They're cooking elements, right? Yes. Uh, there is no cooking involved in. Uh, money hungry don't they have to like figure out like yeah they have to figure ingredients? out ingredients but it's you, food themed it's though. food themed but you can take anybody off the off the the street and be able to do it they're not cooking anything gotcha and now they're getting into the scripted holiday movies nick candy coated christmas will star food network personality the pioneer woman Reed Drummond. i don't know who that is i don't think i, I mean, know I've heard you, of her but uh, i've talked about her before do you have no idea who she is very popular started out as a food blogger and then it was would make a big enough splash that food network took notice and now she's one of the more popular personalities on food network okay so uh the movie is set to premiere on discovery plus later this year but i can't see that they're not going to be putting that on to the regular television programming well, I mean, maybe they won't. Hopefully, it's just a specialty thing, because I know that you're concerned it's going to mess with your Food Network Yeah, and the next thing you know, it's like, hey, the the, uh, the reason I come here is for the cooking shows. What are your favorites on Food Network currently, Pi- besides Pioneer Woman? Uh, I like uh, Beat Bobby Flay. Okay. And uh, I enjoy I enjoy most of the, the, the competition shows. You know, I still watch Chopped, um, and... You know, I really miss Iron uh, Chef America, though that's not on there anymore. But, you know, they, they have several different shows. They come up now. They're doing Buddy versus Guy. Or, I'm sorry, Buddy versus uh, Duff. Duff. Uh, and so so those sort of things I, I do enjoy. Despite you can't remember his name. Yeah. And that's the guy you actually root for? <laughs> no, I don't root for either one. I root what? for the best cakes. 
I mean, they're yeah. making some amazing cakes. But it will all, Duff will always make the best cake in that particular competition. There's no doubt about it. But either way, I mean, I don't think you have a whole lot to worry about. But let me ask you this. Do you like the Pioneer Woman enough to watch her show? No. You're the fan. Sometimes, but no, she's pretty drab. Okay. So you're not going to watch the Pioneer Woman movie, I can't imagine. No, I'm not going to be watching Candy Coated Christmas. Uh, she's a big enough deal to be a romantic lead in a comedy? Or in now, like a movie, I should you're say? You're assuming there's romance involved well, here. Well, that's what Christmas movies are. You, you show me a Christmas movie that doesn't have a romance in it, I, I will show you a movie that's not a Christmas movie. Bad Santa? Uh, that's got a romance element uh, in it. Don't well, forget I mean, Lauren Graham. Don't forget her. I'll tell you right now, there's no... Ro- well, I guess there's romance in Fat Man, too, so you're probably right. See? There's a romance in every element of Christmas movies. I Even doubt Die Hard's got the romance. One. I doubt Candy Coated Christmas. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but I don't plan on watching it. All right. Well, I, I don't think you have a whole lot to worry about. I think uh, Food Network of all channels knows where its bread is buttered, and I don't think they're going away but from the But much like MTV, they had VH1 to fall back on. Right. And maybe this is just a Discovery so, Plus thing. You know, to worry but about. at the same time, Food Network, they've got the cooking channel also. That's right. Do you watch a lot of that? Well, sometimes when there are shows on there that uh, make sense, yeah. Uh, any cooking channel shows that you recommend? Uh, Carnival Eats is a lot of fun. Oh, that's right. You do like that one. Uh, is that strictly a cooking channel show? It seems I to be, I thought yeah. that was on Food Network for a while. Well, they bounce around. Gotcha. I mean, that's just, you know. Yeah, but see, but VH1 never really did that. VH1 and MTV were two separate things. Video Hits 1 and MTV kind of kept their within each other's lanes and kept their own little branding stuff going on. But uh, listen, you know there's money in these Christmas movies. And Food Network is a network, listen, despite the fact that you, it's one of your favorite channels, that that particular Food Network, it does skew a little female. And so when they had they the see ladies. the Lifetime channel making on Hallmark and they see Netflix I making mean, money off it. it's almost year-round Christmas movies. Yeah. They're like, how, are we missing a big part of our audience that tuning out to this stuff? Why don't we give them what they want? Food and Christmas together. Boom. Before you know it, you, listen, if it was, if you were watching It's a Buddy versus Guy Christmas movie, you'd probably watch it. Let's be honest. Or Beat Bobby Flay, the Christmas movie. You know you'd dig it. You're right, I would. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your Food Network update. We got ourselves some bad impressions next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, and we'll get you set up with some tickets here to Sublime with Rome tonight at the Ford Ido Center Amphitheater. The Dirty Heads also playing, so it's going to be a nice day out today to get out there and have some fun. We'll cook you up with those tickets if you can figure out bad impressions. You just got to come pick them up before 4 o'clock. There's your catch. Office closes at 4. You got to make sure those tickets are in your grubby little hands before then. If you can make those things happen, then... Now would be the time to get on the phone, 208-287-1003, to play Bad Impressions, which works thusly. Big J has got three clues. They all involve somebody that is pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, then you are concerting it up at the Fort Idaho Center Amphitheater, courtesy of us tonight. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Morgan. All right, Morgan. Good luck. Thank you. I love singing in a band, but when I'm spinning the vinyl, I'm called J-Devil. Next. I came through solo a couple years ago and played a show at the Knitting Factory Next Session with uh, my Black Labyrinth album. Uh, next one. I'm the lead singer for Corn, and by now, you should know my name. <laughs> John Davis. 
There you go. That'll work. Or, or good Jay job, Devil. Morgan. Hang on one second. We will make sure you're good to go. And actually, uh, if you remember, that show had to be moved to the Rev Center at the last minute. That was when that oh, fire yeah. happened at uh, the Knitting Factory, unfortunately, which uh, made Jonathan Davis' show move. But it was a great time. And why is he in the news? Well, Corn had to postpone a couple of their uh, dates uh, due to COVID. And that COVID was Jonathan Davis. He is the one who got sick. And uh, so uh, they recently came out and uh, they've been playing a couple shows, but he isn't 100% healthy. They have a throne for him because he needs to sit down every now and then uh, in between songs and whatnot because he's still uh, suffering from some of the uh, after effects. Well, you're a year on and you still say you have after effects, right? Uh, well, I mean, I think I think we're, I'm kind of past those, but uh, for for about six months or so, it was yeah, there was some lingering things for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, breathing difficulties and that kind of stuff, and you know, when you're up there and you're singing and you're doing vocal things, breathing is pretty important to make sure you're breathing at the right times and hitting all the right notes. And it's tough to do, man, if you're dealing with that kind of stuff. So. Uh, who knows how long that stuff lasts? Every person is affected differently. That's what makes this thing so weird. But happy he's at least out there. But it does sound like yeah. he's having a rough time. And I mean, you know, nobody would have blamed him if he wanted to take some more time. But he's like, I don't want these shows to get canceled. So he's out there, uh, A, to try to make some bank. But also because the fans have been waiting so long to see him. Boom. Why do you think everybody who needs to sit down on a stage picks a throw? Well, because it's cool. Is that what it is? What are you going to uh, pick a regular steel chair? I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm sure. Even not a steel, just like a folding chair. But I mean, you could have a stool or something. Well, I, I mean, just, they try to make it part of the show, I guess, is part well, of Well, and let's also say th- that it probably goes along with the, what their stage presence is already kind of looking like. Anyways. The rock star mythos? Sure, yeah. So yeah. that could be as well. Either way, happy and he's out there. No report yet on this, but I mean, it somewhat looks like. Dave Grohl's throne, so that thing might be getting passed from one person to the next. Because uh, Axl Rose used it for a while. Yeah. And then, you know, Dave used it, and it does kind of, that's the first thing that came to my head. I was like, is that, you know, uh, actually Dave Grohl's throne? Who knows? It could like, be. he's got his own throne rental company. <laughs> Grohl's Thrones. Grohl B&B. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up this show here next on the X-Rock. Uh. It's the latest in the Pretty Reckless. Only love can save me now. Oh. That's how we're wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J on this particular Monday. We had a chance to get a bearded badass in on the one-year anniversary of the passing of Chadwick Boseman. So he was the bearded badass this morning and certainly a fitting one at that. We also had a chance to give away some tickets to Sublime with Rome tonight at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. If you're going out to the concert, stay safe. Have yourself a good old time. That's what these concerts are supposed to be about. Tomorrow on the show, we'll have a chance to win some more tickets. This time around... Trivium's coming to town sooner than you think. Big what? And yeah, I know. Hook some people up with some tickets to that show. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but that leaves you with the floor, my friend. Yeah, I, we talked about the story. I don't know last year sometime, but uh, a guy named David working. He he uh, got divorced, moved to his parents' house, and then the parents uh, promptly threw away his vintage porn collection, which was valued at twenty nine thousand dollars. He sued his parents. Right, I remember that. Uh, he's been awarded forty nine thousand dollars. So he won the argument, huh? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't even know what to do there. It seems like a very strange situation. Uh, I do believe you were in honor uh, or in favor of him suing his parents, if I remember the story correctly. <laughs> I don't remember. Your opinion on the story. Uh, you thought it was not cool that his parents chucked out his yeah, vintage porn collection. Leave, leave your loser kid's VHS collection alone. I think it was like vintage, like newspapers or like uh, magazines that were worth money. Yeah, 
I'm not sure anybody's paying for old porn cassettes at this point. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's what I just assumed they were. <laughs> <laughs> Although you may be coming to a time where it, it may be worth holding on to. Uh, I don't know. I mean, everything comes in cycles, so who knows when yeah, the VHS when, porn when tapes... it's time for Turbo Kid to be real. <laughs> ...will actually come into favor. So hang on to everything. Don't throw anything away, you hoarders. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by T-Mazda. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about all the time on the X. It's right there for you at GoTeamMazda.com. We shall see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Jason Drew's coming up next. It's the X-Rocks.